Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio. 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. You can get all of our programming at those locations or wherever you like to get your podcasts. You can find us there. Also, a lot is happening in the news and um, people are paying attention to that to some extent and then in some cases wondering about Bible prophecy and how that relates to what's going on. And those are good thoughts to have. And then, of course, we have to make sure that we understand what the Bible does say about the events and the times in which we live. And the big question, of course, is when will Christ return to this earth? Christ promised that he would return, and ever since his first coming, and uh, people have wondered, well, when will he return? When is Christ coming back? He said that he would. And uh, Christ's disciples, they asked Christ about that, when he would return. And um, he gave some signs, some things to look for. And we can look at these today to see, again, how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ. We have a few passages to look at today, and if you have a Bible handy, uh, maybe you can get it out. We could look at these together, and so we can make sure we're going through this and uh, understanding it as we should. Here, uh, let's look at Luke 21 to start with. Luke 21, and we'll look at verses 9 through 11. And Christ is giving an answer here about when uh, he would return, some of the things to look for. He said, But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. And then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in different places, and famines and pestilences and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. And so there have been wars and famines and such over the years, But the point that Christ is making here is that as we get closer to his return, we see an acceleration of these events to the point where uh, it's quite dramatic. And so these are things to be looking for. Christ talks about this more in Matthew 24. Let's look at Matthew 24 and verses 3 through 5. Verse 3, it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world, or the end of the age? Verse 4, Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. So right away, he makes the point that you have to be careful who you listen to. There's deception. There's misunderstanding. You have to be careful. Take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 5, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And so Christ warned his disciples about false religion, especially false Christianity, groups that take the name of Christ, that talk about Christ, and and say, we believe that Christ came and he's our Savior and and that sort of thing, but then they don't do what he says. Many people confess that they believe Christ is Christ, but yet they don't follow his teachings. Notice what he said in Luke 6, We'll come back to Matthew 24 if you're going through it with your Bible, so you might hold your spot. But Luke 6 and verse 46, Christ said, Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? So again, in considering the return of Christ, 
one thing that Christ said right off the bat was make sure that no man deceives you. And a lot of deception comes when something looks good and it looks like it might be right, but it's actually not. And Christ really gets down to the heart of it here and says, look, people might say, Lord, Lord. They might say Christ is Christ. They might say, you know, we love Christ. But the question is then, do we do the things which Christ told us to do? Do we follow his teachings? And that is something that we have to do. And if we can talk about Christ, but if we're not doing what he says, well, then we're having a problem there. So that's an important point. And so to really understand the rest of the signs to watch for that Christ goes into and which lead to the return of Christ, we have to make sure that we are obeying the word of God and living by every word of the Bible or else we're not going to understand what Christ is talking about. So Christ warned about deception. He warned about false prophets. And that's something to really pay attention to. Now, after that, what else did he talk about? What else did he tell us to watch for? These are Christ's own words. He's telling his disciples, he's telling us through the, the, the Bible and the words that recorded there, what to watch for today. He's telling us. So we need to see what Christ said about his second coming. Back in Matthew 24 and verse 7, Christ says this, For a nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in different places. These are some of the things to be watching for and to see them escalate. Now, lesson two of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence course, that's a free course at thetrumpet.com. It gets into a lot of great detail here, and you really need that course. And it's free, so please sign up for it at thetrumpet.com. But it says, The 20th century was the bloodiest in human history. World War I commenced in 1914 and claimed 8.5 million lives. Then World War II resulted in 55 million deaths. So we see this, the death and the destruction ramping up each time. The quote continues and says, Moreover, according to author and professor of political science, R.J. Rummel, totalitarian governments slaughtered 170 million people for ethnic, racial, tribal, religious, or political reasons. You can think of Stalin and communism and what's happened in some of those areas. Quite a few people have been killed over the years and continue to be. This quote says, Nation has continued to rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And just since World War II alone, there have been over 225 armed conflicts in 148 countries. And we are now fast approaching the third and final world war. So again, you know, a person maybe could look at this and look at what Christ said and, and say, well, you know, there's always been wars. There's always been problems. Of course, but it's ramping up and it's getting more extreme and the weaponry is getting more powerful and more destructive. And we have to be watching for these events to be ramping up and accelerating. And as we see that, we know we're getting closer to the return of Christ. You can look at recent events like the U.S. surrender in Afghanistan. I mean, does anyone think that's going to lead to peace? Of course not. I mean, already violence in that region has increased and it's going to increase a lot more. You have China and Russia. They're continuing to develop more sophisticated weapons. The Economist recently wrote that China's test of a hypersonic missile worries America. Well, I bet it does, right? The weaponry is increasing. The power is increasing. And it's destructive power. And that article highlights how this is part of the nuclear arms race. Countries are still racing to arm. And also Iran, of course, they continue to try and strive to obtain nuclear weaponry. And, you know, who knows exactly what they have at this point. 
And so you have to ask yourself, okay, well, for what purpose is all of this being done? Is this, is this going to lead to peace? No, it's leading to what Christ talked about, more war. And you look at how bad World War I was. You look at how much worse World War II was in terms of numbers of people killed. And what's World War III going to be? A war with nuclear weaponry? A war with biological weapons? What's that going to be like? Well, it's going to be the last war that man has until Christ intervenes and then puts an end to that. So it's ramping up, and you can see it ramping up, and Christ told us to watch for these things to accelerate and to get worse. War is on the horizon, and again, we see the weapons and the the power and the capability and the destructive energy increasing, and it's not being done for peaceful purposes. Now, Christ also mentioned famine as a sign that we are drawing closer to his return. And even now, it's shocking when you think about how many people die of starvation each year and and have famines. You know it's around 9 million people that die every year from starvation in this world? 9 million. And, of course, there are millions more that are malnourished. One in nine are the statistics of malnourished people that don't have enough food. Now, in the the more uh, blessed Western nations, there's plenty, at least at this time, to eat. But a lot of it doesn't have the necessary nutrients for health. So we see diseases. So, again, when we see these problems occurring, Christ said, all right, you're going to see this as we get closer to my return, and it's going to get more intense. And, of course, inflation is taking off. There are supply chain issues at the time that we're discussing this, global conflicts, and all of that. What does it lead to? Well, it leads to a shortage of food. It leads to... Um, a lack of enough. Christ told us in Matthew 24, watch for famine. That's a scarcity of food. Watch for that because there's going to be more of that as we get closer to the return of Christ. Now, Christ also mentions pestilence as something to watch for. Pestilence. And pestilence is an interesting word. And if we consider just say diseases, And there's a little more to it than that that we'll discuss. But if we consider diseases, uh, just think about the disease epidemics that have been going around lately. Now, COVID-19 certainly has been used as a power grab by many of the governments in this world and to oppress their people. Uh, But it it is an illness that apparently was released and it has caused some problems. And it definitely hasn't resulted in people having better health, that's for sure. So we see more and more problems with this. Now, there's more to the word pestilence than just, say, illnesses and such. This is a passage in Ezekiel 5. Let's take a look at this. Ezekiel 5, this ties in also to the events that lead to the return of Christ. It says, a third part, this is Ezekiel 5 and verse 12, a third part of you shall die with the pestilence, and with famine shall they be consumed in the midst of you, and a third part shall fall by the sword round about you. And I will scatter a third part into all the winds, and I will draw out a sword after them. So here, this is a prophecy about what happens to the, the peoples of Israel, the modern descendants of Israel, America, Britain, and then uh, Judah and the Middle East, and, and uh, those peoples. So here's a prophecy of what occurs if people don't repent and return to God. And here's what Mr. Fleury, Mr. Gerald Fleury, the uh, 
editor-in-chief of The Trumpet magazine and thetrumpet.com. Here's what he wrote in Ezekiel, the end-time prophet. It says the word pestilence just means destruction or death, and you can look at the Cassinius lexicon to see that. One definition of the root word is, quote, to lay snares, to plot against, to destroy. So this pestilence could be a plague of violence or burning, not necessarily a physical disease at all. It can be defined as a plague of violence or rioting, such as the Baltimore riots in 2015 or the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. And of course, since that was written, you think about the, the Black Lives Matter riots and uh, the destruction over that summer just a, a year or so ago. And uh, we've seen more and more of that. Mr. Fleury writes, why would the first third be burned with fire, as it says in verse 2, if it refers to a disease epidemic? The pestilence or plague of violence, he says, will cause many health problems that lead to famine. Sewage disposal will be disrupted. Gas lines will be broken. Jobs will be lost. Society will unravel. And the collective panic will bring a stock market disaster. It will get so bad that violence and famine will take millions of lives. Now, that's a that's a terrifying thought, but that's where man is going. Now, God doesn't want man to go through that, but people just keep going on lawlessly. And again, that's why Christ said right at the beginning, he said, beware of deception. Beware of deception, because people think maybe they're doing the right thing, or they think they're just in whatever their, their cause is, and yet look where it's leading. You see, the deception leads to all of these other problems. And we see a lot of deception in this world today, and we see an increase in these problems. So in one way, of course, that's bad news, right? But ultimately, it's awesome news because it's leading to the return of Christ. We're getting closer to that return. Christ prophesied that there would be pestilences leading up to his return, and there'd be more and more of them. Christ also said there would be earthquakes. And every year, earthquakes strike and cause death and destruction in many parts of the world. And uh, it's something to be on the lookout for, an increase in those, because Christ said it would be a sign of his second coming. So we see earthquakes or other global disasters, and sometimes people will say, well, it's climate change and, you know, different things like that, and they look at those things. Christ said, look, this is a, this is, these things happen as a sign of his return. It's corrective. It's try, it's getting, God's working to try to get people to change their attitudes and their thinking. And that's the danger when people get into false science and misusing science because they, they cut God out of the picture. And here God's trying to get us to go the right way, to change and to, to follow him and obey him. And so we have to make sure we're looking at what God's word says and following it. And that's, again, why Christ made such a point right away at the top when they asked him, okay, so what, you know, what happens here? Uh, what will we look for with your return? He said, be careful that you're not deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't get in, you know, false religion, certainly. But there's all kinds of deceptions out there. False science, all kinds of things. And people get very serious about that. But we have to make sure that we are not deceived and follow the words that Christ taught. Then we can understand these prophecies as we follow God's word. These events will get bad, as we've seen. There's going to be bad uh, issues that continue to accelerate and become more and more difficult. But again, it's to try to get people to repent and to look to God for the solutions to these things. And how bad does it get? Well, Matthew 24 tells us. Matthew 24, verses 21 through 22. These are Christ's own words. 
It says, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of this world, the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. So all these events that we talked about, they get worse, they accelerate, they, they ramp up until you get to a great tribulation. A World War III. It's so bad, there's never been anything like it because the weaponry is so intense. Verse 22 says, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. Alive it should be. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Christ is going to intervene. He's going to intervene and put a stop to it for the elect's sake, for the people that are supporting his work today and are preparing to help him teach this world how to solve these problems. Nobody wants to see pestilence or or uh, famine, or, or you know, natural disasters and earthquakes and wars. Nobody wants that. It doesn't benefit anybody. But we've got to be obeying God to solve those problems. There's no other way around it. There's no other way around it. So there is an uptick in these problems, and we need to be watching them and seeing how they're growing and seeing how they're getting worse and you can follow along with that at the trumpet.com and the trumpet magazine and the trumpet daily program and the key of David program and see where prophecies are leading. There's plenty of information at the trumpet.com about these things. And we watch these signs because Christ told us to, we don't want to be casual about them. Notice this quote from the correspondence course. This is lesson two. It says, when we take a hard, cold, realistic look at present world conditions and trends, They do point to a fast-approaching world crisis of war, starvation, uncontrollable disease epidemics, and the extinction of human life on this planet. Bad news, right? And we have to be careful because if we just see that and we see the bad news, we can get discouraged. And we do have to look at it, and we have to be serious about it, but we've got to see where it's leading and the hope that it's leading to. It continues and says, Man simply has no solutions to these terrifying problems. The further he goes the more destructive his efforts become. His technology has gotten out of hand beyond his capacity to control wisely. And, of course, Satan's heavily involved in this, and you can learn more about how Satan and his demons have been cast down to this earth. Revelation 12 talks about that, and that's also why we see these problems just exploding. The quote says, World leaders, statesmen, and scientists look at this terrifying picture and uh, admit they are frightened. They warn us that man's only hope lies in the formation of a super world government wielding all authority and power over the nations. But again, see, the thing they misunderstand is that God's got to be ruling. Christ has to be ruling or else one world government just crushes everybody. And that's all that would happen. And it would, it would be even worse than what we see today. And it is going in a direction where, of course, things are getting worse. It says, but the nations hostile against one another could never form such a government. And certainly it wouldn't benefit the people either. It says, let's face it, either there does exist a living God of supreme mind and total power who very soon will step in and intervene in the affairs of this world to save humanity from itself or else the extinction of all life will inevitably occur as man unleashes the awesome forces at his control upon his neighbor. And so, again, thankfully there is a God. There is a God that will intervene that will cut it short. Christ will return. But remember what, what Christ said in Luke 6 and verse 46. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? If we're going to understand 
the prophecies about Christ's second coming. And if we're going to be able to see what's happening clearly, and if we're going to be able to be prepared for those times and then prepared to help Christ rule this earth, we've got to follow what Christ says. We've got to live by every word of the Bible, which is the name of this program. It's what we strive to do and grow and improve in that. But if we're going to see things clearly, we can't get off on our own ideas or our own thinking. We've got to follow God's word. And the more we follow it, the more understanding that we will have. Make sure that we aren't deceived and continue to really strive to live by every word of God. These events in Matthew 24 and in other passages clearly show that things are going to get worse right up until the return of Christ. And we need to watch these signs, but then remember to the very, very positive news that Christ is about to return and usher in the peace and the prosperity that we all want and can only come from the kingdom and government of God. That's all the time we have for today in this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.